Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. I came ill-prepared because I don't know anything about no. Mythical Beasts or Dogman. Just the Mythical Beast that's on your shirt. I know something about this Mythical Beast. <laughs> this is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks because that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag. You hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. Oh, what is this smoke wagon? Wow, is that hitting you? That really just went right to the gut. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's right here in my belly. Yeah, you got a little fire going. I do. I'm on an empty stomach. Oh, it's gonna be a rager. You're, you're <laughs> gonna be a little silly here. You got smoke wagon and a Guinness extra stout. That smoke should, wagon and that a should Guinness. do you just about right. Oh yeah, on an empty tummy. You got a little. You got a little. Uh, Happy St. Patty's Day. You got a little. Uh, Dinner oh, and dessert there, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I might have prematurely drunk that. Yeah. Might be prematurely drunk. Maybe premature. Is that? I wonder how that would work. It's a premature madrungulator. <laughs> oh, making up words. Yeah, Welcome funny. to the OKS Hunter Podcast, aka the Shit Show. We're coming at you from the OKS Hunter Podcast Studio here in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Wow, that really turned on a lot faster than I wanted to. We are brought to you by Half Rack Half Rack.com. Go there, check out their gear. We got a lot of stuff coming our way from those folks, so we're going to get our hands on a lot of accessories, and we're going to start to have a lot more shenanigans. We got to prep ourselves for turkey season and whatnot. So I don't even know. I don't want to tell you guys what it's going to be. You're just going to be like, get stuff, and you're like, whoa, what is all this stuff? Stuff is cool. Stuff is cool? Yeah. So, Especially half-rack stuff. Especially half-rack. They're like, they're like our cousin or something, as far <laughs> as brands are concerned. Like I couldn't think of another brand that complements. It's a pretty good pairing. Yeah, like the, their their accessories complement our brand really well. Snack pouches, so. <laughs> right? <It's> perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean you won't have to things to sit on. <laughs> keep your tree bark in your pocket anymore. If you're into sitting, snacking, and easily hoisting deer. Yes. <laughs> without you might too be much. an okay hunter. <laughs> Let's just get Jeff Foxworthy on here. Oh gosh. Uh, anyway, Code OHP over there, fifteen percent off. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. That's all I have for now. We'll probably have those guys on as a guest another one or two times. I'm sure we'll see them around at Foam Fest and yada, yada, yada. Um, and we're supposed to do some hunting with them and everybody else, for that matter, at some you point. You might want to touch base because uh, last I checked, it is March. And When can I get my scrap tag or whatever it's called? Yeah, we got to look at that. I don't 20th, even know. 21st, you better right. start looking. I'll get it. I'll get it. Please remind me, but I, I, w- I will do it. I will get the you tag. Better, you better message Mr. Dutton, like, right after we get done yeah. and ask him when that hunt is. So you Josh, can, if you're listening, you the late get, season turkey punch yeah. me in the gut if I don't get it. Smoke wagon's already done that. Smoke yep. wagon's already done that. <laughs> uh, what else? He's smoked. He's already smoked. Latitude, outdoors. Their speed sticks are on pre-order. Their carbon series speed sticks. Not the deodorant. 
Don't get confused. That's a different product. <laughs> <laughs> they should do an April Fool's. <laughs> Come get the speed sticks. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. It's not deodorant. <laughs> do you prefer the gel? <laughs> I, I hate the gel. Dude, I had the speed the stick gel, gel gross. when I was like in middle school. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. No, it's awful. Oh my God. It was like a glue stick under your arm. Yeah. It was disgusting. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to stay dry and it just made me wet in my arm. It's, armpit. it's horrible. Like, what's the point of this? Guaranteed to be. Is this like normal? Uncomfortable for hours. Gross. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, wow. like they have the saddles, the platforms, they have the dump pouch, they have the knee pads. I mean, they have the whole kit to get you in a tree in a saddle. We talked about this last week mm -hmm. about how it's great for videographers because it gives them all this extra mobility with their camera arm in a way that a tree stand I don't think really is going to as well, maybe. I don't know. Where it's going to work best is if you're in a tree stand, your videographer is right behind you on the same tree. Oh, he's got to be behind they're, me. They're, they're right. Yeah, he's got to be behind you, man. Just on the other arm. side of the tree. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, what do they call that when you're, uh, you go to your little, your little girlfriend in the swing set at recess and you do the spider? You know what I'm talking about? You both in the same swing and you, you sit <laughs> spidered to each other? Wow. It's a thing? I, 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 know, know, I know what you're <laughs> talking know. about. I mean, <laughs> well, guys, I'm feeling a little <laughs> We know you were a bit unsupervised as a kid, but holy crap. How many neighborhood girls were you spidering yeah. on the were swings? <laughs> Just a couple. You were the great paraphernalias before uh, the great paraphernalias. I'm going to Eric Spider. <laughs> I don't even think it was my idea. I think it was one of the girls. Like, you want to do a spider thing? I was like, man, what's oh. that? She's like, well, you send a swing, and then I sit on you, and then we You'll swing. I was like, out. all right. <laughs> I just thought it was like a fun way to swing. Makes I didn't, me feel kind of funny. <laughs> so if you want a spider with your videographer in a saddle, I recommend it. <laughs> I will say, anyway, I'll, I do love my tree stands, but filming from the saddle especially as a lefty. Oh, like, a lefty. Okay. okay, so think about this. Where is every flip-out video screen on a camera? It always flips. It's on, on the, the left, left side, oh, which yeah, is well, on the opposite side. Oh, okay, I'm looking at the ones I had on the wall here. It's on think, the opposite yeah, side, right, yeah. so you can never see what you're doing, but in a saddle, it's way easier. I feel like this is like an episode from not a, that movie Rain Man. Yeah. What does he say? Who's on first? Who's on first? Who's on left? That's not the same thing at all. I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking about NASCAR. <laughs> Somebody's going That's left. That's the South Park episode. NASCAR. Sure is a NASCAR. And then they just turn left all the time. Wow, we just jumped all sorts of different channels. We're going to sponsor NASCAR. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. We're not NASCAR gonna is going to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, that's Which car? Which driver should we put our logo on their hood? Who, who would it be even? I don't even I don't know. know. Isn't there a guy from Wisconsin, Matt? Is he still around? Yeah, no, he's done. He's done now? Yeah. That's how old I am. Yeah, that guy used done. to be cool. Was it Matt? Matt Kenseth. Yeah, Matt Kenseth. Yeah, right, he's from over on, my way. He's been Laser 103 or the Hog, whatever the hell they're calling it these days. Bob and Brian. Laser Hogs. Laser, <laughs> laser, laser Hogs. Freaking Hogs with freaking now laser beams. Freaking, freaking laser heads. beams. Speaking of lasers and, and like high tech shit, Spartan Forge, our other sponsor on the podcast. <laughs> what wow, we finally got that in gear. <laughs> well done. Holy crap. Oh, man. You want some high tech? You want some high speed <laughs> stuff? It's, in, it's incredible. It's faster than your mouth right now. There's a. There's a playground in my backyard that we got in like September for the kid's birthday. Mm -hmm. And like you, you go to that historical feature, and like in August it wasn't there, and now it is there. It's like, now it's a little creepy. Me? Like if Bill ever it's wants like to see what man. I'm doing, he can just now be you like, see me? And, now and you don't. Every April, it, it appears to be the time when I clean my garage out because there's a bag start in my yard and like two of the Aprils from previous years. I'm Why like, aren't you mowing your lawn in July, Eric? This seems to be a serious <laughs> Cut your grass today. problem. Look at the blades. Look at those blades on the grass. You can tell by the direction they lean. Mm -hmm. I've heard Greg say this out loud before. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. He gets mad about it. I don't get mad about it. He said men's so mad. Right. right. Oh. He gets pretty emotional oh. about his yard. You can tell the way the deer traveling by the way the grass Oh, bent. yeah, right here. Remember here we that? go. I remember that. I'll never forget it. <laughs> 
And if anyway. you lick the grass, you can tell which deer was through there. Oh. Hogswash. No. Well, if you're Derek, you can tell if a buck walked through because the branches broke because the antler's wider than the path. It's a buck breaking branchler, branchler breaker. Yeah, branchler breaker. <laughs> Always um, looking out for those. Uh, Method Archery will be there, I think it's this weekend, the 19th. We're going to go there and do, uh, they're going to help me set up my new Bear uh, Legend XR bow, which I'm honestly pretty enthused about, to be quite frank, because I was mentioning I want to shoot this thing in the basement, but I'm like, well, I'm not going to shoot my old bow. That yeah, you're going to take it from being an air baker to a, a foam killer. An air baker? Yeah. What's that? I'm not dry firing. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. Don't. You, anything's possible. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. My father-in-law <laughs> dry fired my other bow. I told him, I literally told him not to do it, and then he did it. I was like, I just told you not to do that. What, <laughs> just, what, you, what the hell? He didn't, he didn't understand. No comprende. <laughs> don't do what? <laughs> what? I was like, Dunk. did you hear the words that came out of my mouth? Do you want me to dry fire your golf club? What the hell? <laughs> Into a tree? He, he does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listens to this. He's a great guy. Anyway, <laughs> just don't give me your fucking bow. <laughs> He'll dry fire that son of a bitch. It's not a good feeling. Uh, <laughs> Go Wild. We should be live on Go Wild right now. Our YouTube should be streaming on Go Wild, I think. So um, we post there frequently. We have a brand page. We have our own pages on Go Wild. Um, I don't know if you post any of your sheds over there. You should because you'll I get should. some points and you're going to be able to cash in on those. I want points. points. I want points. points. Do you Honestly, get a point for every point you find? I don't. Ooh, that's a good idea. Brad, shed are points. you listening? Brandon, shed points. Are you listening? If you if you load up, and, and they should get more points hey, for the smaller check of the that shed. Out. Well, well, yeah. like There it is. There's the link. It's on there right now. Okay, so something's happening. It's I've, a link. I've done something. I, yeah. did, I did my job. Eight We're also live ago. on Instagram for the first time, like, ever. Howdy. Cheers, Instagram. You can't see over there, so if you're commenting, I have no clue what you're saying. Jump Hello. on over to YouTube. Doesn't know what to do with his hands. You would be proud, though. Shed hunting this weekend, I did find a about spike. It. Let's talk about it. That's and I did sweet. find two forkhorns. Okay. So your logo was living through me. Uh, <laughs> so that's not a little weird, but okay, I'll bite. Uh, uh-oh, what'd I do? Oh, I don't know. Oh, sorry. I did something weird. Uh-oh. Seriously? What? You don't know what to do with your hands at all. I'm trying to crop Derek and Greg into the... Look at guy on iPad. Push buttons. Boop, boop, boop. I told you guys you're going to have to help me here. I don't know how to help you, dude. Help me, mammy. Oh, gosh. Well, this one needs to get deleted. Anyway, why don't you guys talk about shed hunting while I fix this conundrum I'm dealing with here. Schnedschnunting. Schnedschnunting. Wandering aimlessly through the woods. Yeah. Looking for them bones. Yeah. Hey. The bones that look like branches. We call them branchlers. Branchlers. Seen a few of them there. Yeah, I didn't oh, find any. Yeah. We have someone from Virginia on the line. How do we bring them in? Should we do it right like right away? Yeah, that's completely up I to just... you. Zach, you're live on the OK Sunder podcast. What do you got? Hey guys, I finally got on to be able to call y'all on my way home from work. Oh yeah, we're doing well, dandy now. Drinking some smoke wagon over here. Awesome. Well, I wanted to share an okayest moment for my turkey season already. Heck yeah, let's hear it. All right, so I'm an avid deer hunter. Never said I was a good one, but I'm an avid one. But this will be my first year turkey hunting. And I've been pretty excited about it. So I bought a new shotgun, uh, even though I already had one. <laughs> but I'm pretty new to the shotguns and the choke tubes and stuff, right? Okay. Uh, borrowed a buddy's choke tube and uh, screwed it in the end of my brand new shotgun to see how it patterned because mine was patterned to the right and uh, shot the choke tube out of the end of the shotgun. Uh-oh. 
I don't know what that means. Greg seems to know what's happening here. That usually means, well, one, it was the wrong choke tube for the gun because it actually didn't thread, and it just kind of, it sort of grabbed the threads and, and maybe went in. It, it crossed a little bit, a little bit maybe. And when he when he when he let her go, it all went out. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, he said it was for that one. Um, I did find it, and it seems to be fine. So that's plus. That is um, a plus. Because uh, it was a it was a nice one. Um, but it, on the plus side, it it was uh, it patterned perfect. So I do need that brand, baby. So if you get one shot, make it count. You're all good. Yeah, I get one shot. Yep, and hope I don't lose it. If the BBs don't so kill it, the choke tube fun. will. <laughs> that reminds me of like a movie scene where you just chuck the gun at someone when you're out of the What'd you end up getting yeah, for I a shotgun? Doing that. Uh, so I actually I have a twelve I have an old twelve gauge Mossberg that I've had for uh, that I've got like second hand, and that's what I had. But I have three sons. So Mossberg come out with that new well, it's not new this year, but it's only a few years old, I believe. It's the 410 pump model of a Mossberg 500. Nice. Awesome. And it's the uh, Bottomland camo. So I thought that was pretty cool when it's cut for like a little red dot. So I grabbed it for an excuse to buy it for my sons. But they're too little for it right now, so I'm going to try and kill a turkey with it this year. Heck yeah. That'll be sweet. Awesome. I'm, uh, I've am i been thinking about something similar, finding a 410 turkey gun, just because I want a 410, first of all. 410 Rabbit hunting. Oh, I like yeah. grouse hunting with them, woodcock. Um, but the turkeys would be awesome for the kids, too, because i got two little kids, just like you mentioned. How is it finding 410 shells for you for, like, uh, turkey loads? That's what I was going to tell you. Good luck. So if yeah. you're willing yeah. to pay for the TSS, you're looking at, like, $40 to $80 for five rounds. That's Ouch. it. Um, I didn't do that. And I had a buddy like a state away. Uh, he found me a, uh, some boxes of the Winchester double X, okay. just a regular lead shot. Yep. And he got all three boxes that the Bass Pro had. <laughs> so he bought my buddy pulled in, uh, pulled in clutch for me, bought those for me. That's good. But yeah. other than that, finding them, finding them's not very easy. The only ones I can find are the TSS at like local gun shops. None of the box stores has it. Yeah, well, and as soon as uh, as soon as people see them at the box stores, because those are most traveled, they uh, they snarf them up pretty quick. And, but that is not Agreed. a cheap round, and if you're just getting into it and just trying to pattern the gun, I don't think I'd want to be messing around with real expensive shells to begin with, just to get the gun broken and get things figured out. I agree. So what so, kind of? Yeah, if you want to uh, check out that. 410 it's pretty sweet they have a couple different versions of it and uh if you get the one i the one i had it's optic cut for those like little pistol red dots okay yep so and sometimes mossberg will even sell them as a package and it has that little hollis and red dot on it so it's pretty cool i'm familiar with red dots and ars and rifles sure. and stuff uh, and, and big into archery i've just never been a big shotgun guy so i was pretty excited to get it and have something like that i can hand down to the kids that's that's perfect little keepsake to hand down to the kids. That'll be awesome. When does your season open yeah. for turkey? Um, our season opens April eighth. It's the day before um, Easter, right? Yeah. Sure. Oh, Excellent. Cool. Well, good luck, man. I hope that new four ten treats you right. Yeah, you're in North. Hey, you're in y'all. Virginia, is that right? Uh, yes, sir. I'm down in like the southwestern tip. I'm about thirty minutes from Kentucky, and uh, like. And not even an hour from Tennessee. I'm only about an hour from where Brad, the 
founder of Go Wild. I'm only about an hour from where he's from. Beautiful. Is that how you got into the the call? From because you no, I on Go Wild? from the. No, I called you from the regular thing. I found you on YouTube, and there was a number on YouTube, and called you. Sweet, sweet, cool. awesome, man. Well, thanks well, for thanks calling, for calling in. in. Go wild and all that stuff. Anyway, though, awesome. We appreciate. Well, cheers, it. man. You're because pot, of you guys, I, I pre. Yeah, you guys made me pre-order the latitude sticks, and I done bought method archery arrows and everything. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Hey, I hope you're using the code to get a little money off. Drink buddy. that OKS Hunter Kool Aid, man. It's pretty tasty. <laughs> it's also really cheap. <laughs> there might be some vodka in it. I don't know. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in, man. Good to hear from you. Hey, no problem. Y'all have a good, and I'll listen to y'all in a little while. Cheers. Thank you. Sounds good. Have a good season. Have a good night. <clears throat> Dude, sorry, Derek. I asked Derek to <laughs> raise his seat up to get him in frame, and that was about the funniest thing I've ever witnessed. That and then we funny. both couldn't laugh because we didn't want to be disrespectful, but like I'm crying over here. You two are jacking her own, and I'm. <laughs> but I wasn't trying to jack her own. He was. I did everything I, I could not to laugh. had a little bit of jack aroundery in me, <laughs> but I did not expect this chair to go up to five foot six. Taller than your face. He was like, he was up here. I'm like, what are you doing? Let's go. I was like, this is like a tree stand. Totally. I didn't know it went that high. Dude, I don't need a ladder for no, my that scouting he's video. Got his own that guy said, "Get a ladder, right just oh no, bringing this." Dude, Let's I think go. we need to Let's hit that. Go. Up. We need to hit that up with some camel paint and take that out to the marsh. Holy shit! <laughs> that thing is. <laughs> it's got oh, up there, and he started man. dropping down, and that's not about luck. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and you're oh dying laughing over there. I couldn't hold it in. Jackass. I was like really I, struggling. Thank God, Greg was here to. To carry us through that, because I was, was like, not trying to be rude. Our no, our call, that, that was that excellent know. to hear. But I'm honestly, it, good, there's a reason you're on that chair and I'm not. <laughs> That's like the time we tried to open a beer bottle and it wasn't oh, working. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was tough. What do you think this table's all beat the shit? This, thing, <laughs> this thing's tore up, man. Oh no, my my yellow box froze. <sighs> Seriously, what the, what the flip, dude? That thing's having a hard time. Maybe oh. it needs a little smoke wig and pour it. <laughs> Let's see if I can Probably fix not. it. How's your quick. stomach feeling? Pretty good. How's your cheek muscles? Uh, they're a little tight. Yeah, I would say. Why did this thing do that? It just like decided to give up. I mean, it doesn't matter. We'll come back on in a second. Just stand by over on the screen. Who cares? Uh, we're, you can still hear us. We're here. It'll come back on in a minute. Just hang tight. At least you're not missing anything important. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you're missing Derek fucking with around with a with a chair over there, <laughs> going up and down like an elevator. I'm learning my equipment. Okay. <laughs> he's, gonna I'm his, he's gonna hit his head on the freaking the I beam in the base. If this here. thing goes all the way up, I'm super interested. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get a spider web in your hair. Uh, no doubt. Jeez. Anyway, you guys are talking about sheds a little bit. Like, I don't know. How many did you find? How many did you find? How many did your group find? I found, I think, 14 or 15. This past weekend, we did a trip to the promised land of Illinois. Okay. Um, I have one shed in Wisconsin so far this year, and I have 15 in Illinois. So if that tells you anything. We know um, where you'll be killing a deer next year. It might not be here. Probably won't be in Wisconsin. No. Again. Again. Um, no, but I got invited down with uh, my good buddy, Bo Bilo, who's yep. been on the podcast and done a lot of work with us um, from Ghost Bucks, and it's always fun to go down there. He just is a diehard whitetail guy like myself, so we know when we're going down for a weekend, if it's daylight, we're going to be doing something in the woods. And yep. It's about what we did. We had horrible, horrible conditions getting down there. Um, <clears throat> all the schools were getting canceled on like Friday and Thursday night. We had a, I had a meeting. And left after the meeting at like eight o'clock, pretty much left in like the start of the worst of it and drove south. And what normally is like a five and a half hour drive ended up taking like seven. So it was a 
pretty crappy conditions we got into the cabin that we stay at at like I think I got there at like three and Bo and Adam rolled in like 345. We talked about how terrible the drive was, had a couple of beers to take the edge off because we were all pretty darn tense from that drive and went to bed around 415. And got up at 5.45, had some coffee, some venison bacon, and uh, we were hitting the woods. So we did some walking on Bo's lease, found a couple really nice sheds, one of the target bucks he was after, this three-year-old, five-point, well, he's a ten-point, but everything is just like eight inches or taller. So we found that one right away. It was super fresh. Uh, Could not find the other side, but we found a couple other decent ones, and then we went to two of his other permission properties and went with Lou, the guy who owns the cabin, really nice guy, and our buddy Clay. And everybody found antlers. Adam found some antlers, really nice ones. So we had a lot of fun. And then Saturday we dedicated all to scouting the public and finding some antlers there. I found my two biggest ones there, so that was pretty cool. And then uh, Sunday I snuck in a quick walk before we came home. Found six. You found six ones. more just to go on a walk on, on your own or what? Yeah, on Sunday morning. Dude, that's crazy. So it was perfect though. It was like it had rained the night before. Everything was super dark, super matted. And I got out there, I was telling Greg, I got there with the time switch. We left the cabin at like five thirty in the morning. It was dark for like an hour. So I was walking a little green field with a flashlight in the dark for about forty five minutes before <laughs> the light before the someone turned the lights on. <laughs> So I was out there shed hunting with my flashlight. Needless to say, I didn't find anything with that. But, yeah, it was good. Learned a lot about uh, the property, the public stuff that we're going to hunt this fall. Adam's going to come down. Cool. Do some hunting. So we uh, found some areas that look really, really good. Sweet. So we're excited. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a meeting at work, and you guys had sent that through. And I was like, and it happened to be a meeting with a hunting client. Like, that's a hunting brand, a bigger one. And I was like, Oh, look at this. <laughs> and they're like, oh, let me see it. Like, people are freaking out. It was hilarious. There's not another job where I can get away with that where it would make any sense. That's super uh, cool. They're like, what the hell? Where is he? I was like, wait, here, because it was snowing. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, it was, it was obviously downpouring snow. So, yeah. So, we, uh, we took a whole bunch of video footage of all the shed stuff. And I'm sure Bo will have a video on uh, the Ghost Bucks Hunt channel on YouTube. So, if you don't follow that, go check out his stuff. He does a really nice job with that. Uh, edits some awesome hunts and shed hunts. Cool. Yeah, we've yeah, your last one of uh, episode four and five are coming out this week actually, which is exciting for oh, the, of the oh, okay we'll hunters. Yep, so there'll be an additional episode to your last episode three. There'll be like a three point two or whatever the hell we want to call it, three point one. I don't know. Cool. Uh, before we get in like the full on four, but anyway, there'll be more about that. But Ghost Bucks was like super nice to share all that stuff with us. Yeah. So Jack to see that all come together, even though it's kind of it's in both places. It's fine. Yeah. But how often do you kill a one seventy? Like well for me never so unless you're in <laughs> Iowa apparently then it's every other week right yeah jeez in Iowa you don't want to show somebody your 170 <laughs> oh yeah well I missed two of those <laughs> okay anyway uh, <coughs> the the theme of the episode ish today was because I didn't have any other good ideas to talk about much like last week it was the cocaine bear um, I want because there's just not a lot going on this time of year other than shed hunting there just isn't uh, turkey hunting isn't fully on ice fishing we're not a fishing podcast. But that the ice is melting. There just isn't really a whole lot. Remember those when we're all mushroom hunting? Blah, 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 blah. At least here in the Midwest. So I thought, why not talk about... This is the opportunity I wanted uh, since I've been doing this show since 2013 to talk about Sasquatch. 
and all the other mythical beasts that Sam Squanch. Sam Squanch. Sam, Sam Squanch. I was going to get that audio bite, and I totally forgot. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I'm sure you can work uh, that out. <laughs> there's, there's, I have, like, this dock that I, my computer is running like a dog. Maybe that's why it's not working. There's Skunk Ape, Goat Man, Beast of the Land Between the Lakes, which is like in Kentucky, Michigan Dog Man, Sasquatch, Snow River Man, Windago, and the Beast of Bray Road. Those are the ones that I'm aware of. What I'm hopeful for is that our, our audience, whether live on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook or wherever you guys are listening, if you have encounters or stories of encounters of these things, and which ones aren't we thinking of, aside of the Chupacabra, right? Like the Chupacabra, I don't know, it's like probably a bald dog or something sucking goat blood. But there's some pretty weird stories. I've encountered some. Derek's like, shit, I don't have anything about this. But, uh, you know, you're wearing a shirt of your own, like, mythical beast, which is the, the mature buck that I can't seem to ever locate in my life. Greg, what encounters have you had with mythical beasts? Are you a believer? Is Sasquatch real? Like, what are you going to go with here? Are you scared of shit to walk into the woods sometimes in the Northwoods? Or, I don't know, freaks me out. That and there's bears. I'm getting a blank stare from Greg right now. I'm not sure what that's all about. Scared to walk in the woods. Greg looks like if he's going to talk about Bigfoot, he's going to need a little bit of courage. (laughs) Bigfoot, Sam Squatch, Dog Man. What's your thoughts? Nah. (laughs) Just straight up nah. Nah. Greg's unfazed. Nah. I've heard people talk about him. Uh, I've heard of some encounters in my area, Beast of Bray Road. What is the Beast of Bray Road? You tell me. I don't know. There's a book and a movie about it. There's a movie about that? There's a I know movie there's about a book. The, it's like some cheesy Hallmark movie, but not Hallmark's like the antithesis of Hallmark, but it's that caliber of gotcha. shit. Yeah, just really, But it exists. Really, it's out there. Really well done. So someone yeah, someone made a movie <laughs> wow. of the Beast of Bray Road. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. People... It is a thing. Um, I know of people that have had some weird encounters out in the marsh in that area that claim that they had some kind of weird animal making noises and talking back at them. I don't know what kind of drugs they were on. Maybe they had a little smoke wagon in them. I don't know. I got a caller that might have something to say about this. Okay, here we go. Is this Brad? It is. You're live on the OK Center podcast. Brad, I know you got some opinions about... Long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, bud? How you doing? Hey, guys. When I, I mean, you almost got me last week with cocaine bear. <laughs> then I had to go you hard. I had to go hard and hook you with the, with the yeah. dog man. He called you yeah, out exactly. and you got nervous. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a few other topics that would have gotten me to call in. And, you know, I feel like, Eric, you, you know, the, I've, I've built this sub brand around talking about dog man. It's in and your LinkedIn profile. I, I will say it is. And I talked about it at least 18 months before Meat Eater ever touched the subject. I'm just saying. Well, I didn't even so. know they talked about this. I know they talked about I the, the Ron Pola book. They did but. like a Bigfoot episode or something. Uh, I didn't listen to it, but, uh, you know, the like, I don't know what the, where they went with it. But, uh, yeah, we've been talking about Dogman and Bigfoot for a long time ago. Well. So what's your take? What's this, what's this one you told me about? You told me about the, the, the beast between the lakes or something like that. What's it called? Land between the lakes beast? That's in Kentucky, right? Land between yeah, the lakes? It is. Yeah, and that's like as far as Kentucky goes, that's what the most famous. You know, there's there's the beast. Some people call it that. I talked to some people that think it was a dog man. Um, and for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, which is everyone besides <laughs> maybe Eric, um, the 
Dogman is not a werewolf and it's not Bigfoot. This is its own thing in the cryptid paranormal world. Uh, it's upright, uh, like eight feet tall. Some people think that they're uh, they're like a shapeshifter or, or like a, a, an evil spirit. And so the stories that I've heard, uh, Eric, I sent you a link today to one of them, and I've heard variations of that story. Um, I even did a podcast one time with the North American Dogman Project, and those guys were out there on a limb, like hardcore <laughs> believers in the stuff. Well, there's that video on YouTube of, of the Michigan Dogman that's pretty believable, but I later learned that it's a college that like some video project that put that together. So it's actually, it's been debunked, uh, but it looked pretty believable. Yeah, so yeah. And I, I've got a couple stories on Dogman and Bigfoot, uh, that I'll get into personally in a minute. Uh, but the land between the lakes one, there's, there's like two different, uh, instances. One was in the seventies and, uh, that one, Eric, I sent you a link to, but these kids drove down from a Kentucky college and they're, you know, going to hang out for the weekend. They come in, they park, and they start hearing weird stuff like scratching in the woods and you know it's like whatever we're in the woods right well they had driven this this old vw van down they're having a good time it gets dark and that is when there started this like howling but not like we as hunters think of howling right this was uh dogman's howls are supposed to be like uh, it's almost like a weapon right it like knocks you off your your feet almost and so that starts and the story goes they jump back. They, they like left everything. They, they peel out in their van and take off and they start driving away from this thing. And they had to slow down to take a turn. And that's when the vehicle got hit. Felt like it got hit by something. They, they hightail it out of there. They go all the way back to Murray state. And when they get there, they get out of the car and there's claw marks torn across the back of the vehicle. That's one of the stories. I had actually never heard that exact version. I've heard stories of like claw marks on cars, but Eric, the most famous tale is the the second one in that link I sent you, which we should post that for people to see if you guys can do that. Um, the The story of that one was about a murder of multiple people camping at Land Between the Lakes, and there was this big cover up about it. And you, if you Google this hard enough, you'll start to find like pieces of the truth i haven't gone and done all the research so i'm not going to claim like if anybody died or anything but it's a really interesting one and everybody in the paranormal community talks about that one when they start talking about the land between the lakes beast there it is i got it on the screen i had to step away from the screen but i'll, I'll take your word for it i mean some of the credibility goes out the window when happy mario day is right next to it right, <laughs> right. Like, that's not controlled by that but that's a, just an unfortunate <laughs> ad because <laughs> it was taken on a really nice serious tone brad and <laughs> mario kind of ruined it <laughs> yeah so, there's Eric, a lot of weird ads I, here you probably heard that I, I that sounds about right uh that's like the guy that i used to interview dark waters on his site it was always like really weird graphics but his stories were really good but I was up in Pennsylvania last year and met some guys from northern New York. And uh, we get talking about Dogman, as you naturally do at trade shows. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got Dogman on my, my cell cam. And I'm like, okay, where's this going? And this guy pulls up a photo, dude. And I, I forever I will regret not asking him if I could take a picture of his phone because this is where everybody's always like, you don't have the picture. And I'm like, well, no, like I just met this guy and I didn't think to like he was just showing me we're talking. So I don't have this photo. I'll just go ahead and throw that out now. But he showed me photos of 
what looked like a wolf at first, but the more I started putting it together, like this thing is ginormous from the perspective. And he had other animals. Like you could swipe and see other things that are on these cameras and get perspective on size. So one of these things was bent over probably like a four foot tall hindquarter and it's walking away from the camera. So all you can see is butt, right? Like big tail. And then there's another head of eyes behind that one that was like, uh, it had to be eight feet high on this tree. And from like visual evidence, maybe this dude went through all the trouble to Photoshop this before he met me, but this was really (laughs) random. We just started talking about it. And then he pulled up a trail cam on his phone and showed me the photo. And it was like flipping through multiple trail cam photos. And then there was this thing. That's the most convincing evidence I've ever seen of a dog man. And I'm not saying I believe in it, but it was, it left, uh, it left you a little more convinced. Was it one photo or was there like a series, like it walking away and then it in the distance, or was it just one? Dude, I, I, you know, memories are, it's like, I feel yeah. like I saw multiple, but I have the one burned in my brain. Cause I was, I, I literally was, you know, holding his phone for a second, like, oh my God, like this is ginormous compared to everything else that's been walking through here. But I can't remember the answer to that. I, I should have just made it up and told a good story. I wish this guy would just reach <laughs> out to you and be like, here it is, Brad. Here it is. Next I know, caller. Man, I keep talking about it, hoping that he's going to come forward. But this guy also, like, I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't use the internet. He was like that level of guy. He's like, yeah, I don't want to be there because that's where they're watching me. Well, if you if you get talking to these dog man guys, man, they're, and, and I get this on my TikTok comments all the time, they truly believe there's a government agency that travels the country taking evidence away from people. And there are dark waters has stories of this dark waters, a paranormal storyteller. And there are people who say that they've had their trail cameras stolen off their property and the suits show up and it's like all this conspiracy around. So it. there, there was a guy in Wisconsin and this made, this made like local radio and local news. And it was a guy back. So they, the DNR used to have someone to pick up roadkill. They no longer do that. But when they did, it was like three in the morning DNR guys going around picking up dead roadkill, getting him off, getting it off the road. Um, local area puts a deer in his in the back of his truck. It's heavy. It's hard work. He's hoofing and huffing and doing it. He's an older guy with a beer belly, probably. And uh, he gets in his truck, gets in the driver's seat, goes to drive away, and he felt the truck like compress in the back, and he heard all the stuff. Looked in the mm-hmm. rear mirror, and all he saw was fur. And he said something literally jumped in the back of the truck. It was up the by deer, Holy Hill. Holy by Holy Hill, really? Wisconsin. It was ran off with it, and the guy. Was and the like, funny, funny he's part like, is, I refuse to say my name because I know what people are going to think. They're going to think I'm full of shit, and this isn't. Because it made the news. It was on Channel 12 News. It was on several news syndications. But yeah, it was there. And I, funny part is, is I was the deer working, carcass and ran off. I was like, literally working in that area. I was working like, that week, and the carcass was gone. It was gone. It was gone. Gone. That's and he's point. like, I was a heavy deer car. He's like, I had to work to put it in the back of the, the truck, and this thing lifted it like it weighed nothing and ran off with it upright. What the hell is that? And so then we're going Beast of Bray Road, and they, go, Dog Man, and they were Sasquatch. actually warning people to stay stay away and not not mess around in the area or anything. And the guy's face was blurred out and everything. He didn't want to come forward because he's like, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. People are going to like ridicule me. It's not cool, but I know what I saw. Dude, I've wild. heard a lot of those stories. Yeah, a lot of them. We had a story here a few years ago. There was a, a bunch of, um, God, I don't want to say llamas, but it wasn't llamas. Um, alpacas. It was alpacas. Ah, same thing. And <laughs> and and they um, 
they they had this farm that was kind of in Metro Louisville here in Kentucky, and th- these things got gutted. And they had even a I think they had a llama mixed in because they, they'll they'll keep the coyotes away if I'm th- if I'm remembering this correctly. Yeah, llamas llamas yeah. are definitely the meaner of the bunch. It, llama is a, yeah, just yeah. ask so, Napoleon Dynamite. He'll tell you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Darn so it, Tina, they had a, like a llama or two. As and they, I remember the news story. It was like they called it their defense llama. Uh, <laughs> so all that's oh, where they hang out, man. Sounds like you such an oxymoron. Sh- I'm going to make a shirt of defense llama. This is Tina, the defense llama. Oh, defense, not fence. Okay, never mind. I misheard that. Either way, yeah, equally defense, funny. Defense, defense llama. Yeah. So the there, but there was multiple alpacas killed. And this happened, and I had just talked to the guys at the North American Dogman Project on a podcast, and I even emailed them. I was like, do you guys see this? And they're like, yeah, we're trying to decide if we're coming down or not. <laughs> and so so the, 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 all this speculation kicks off in the paranormal community about, like, what in the world happened here? Because uh, the things were killed and not eaten, really, uh, just kind of messed with and left flying. And so um, – the news came out. They're like, oh, no, no, it was just wild dogs. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, there's no way that this this was a few wild dogs. There's a story that, like that uh, in Wisconsin. Brad, Brad, there's a police report. I was telling these guys about this before we got on the podcast. There's a police report you can find on the internet. you got to dig it up. It took a bunch of research. We found an actual police report that indicated some sort of shapeshifter, like killing and bleeding out deer, and they're all piled up in ditches. Yeah, dude. Like, what's the deal? These stories are the same across state lines. Like, I've never heard of your stories, but they sound the same as our stories, and they're here. Uh, Dude, they keep going, too. Like, there there are a ton of these when you start digging into these stories. I have to credit my buddy Blake. He's the one that got me into this whole mess. Before Halloween, he sent me me a podcast um, uh, years and years ago. It's like 2018 about Dogman. I started listening to this stuff. And, like, being an outdoorsman, you know, you kind of, like, this this idea of this thing living in the woods is interesting, but then I, I went down that rabbit hole, and then it starts to freak you out. Like the one night I interviewed Dark Waters late at night, and then I got up at you know four o'clock in the morning to go deer hunting and walking out. I'm mistake. not gonna lie, I was starting like, <laughs> oh, dude, I've got all these crazy stories, and he told me his hunting stories. Like he told me the ones that he had been told. That what basically what this guy does is he interviews people. They tell him their stories, and then he'll call them back five or six times over months to see if they're telling the truth. Uh, and, and then he has a whole podcast where he has a huge following. And so he came in and told me his best outdoorsman stories, and they were absolutely nuts. The, guy, the guy's crazy. I love it. This is why I wanted to do this podcast, because we've never done this podcast, and I thought there'd be some – we have another caller behind you too, so I don't know what they're going to talk about, but uh, I'm assuming something interesting sasquatch right, the so I, got, I got one more go ahead and you guys can discuss i'm gonna hang up i'm gonna hang up and you guys can chat and and just, i was turkey hunting last year and i was sitting in the woods and i started to hear what sounded like the sound of like a couple of two by four blocks being smacked together and super loud uh obnoxiously loud for when you're in the woods right there's a lot of natural sounds you hear that are maybe something a bird you don't know or something but this was obnoxiously loud this is notoriously how like how bigfoot uh enthusiasts think that bigfoot communicates is banging sticks together i'm going to hang up and listen to see if you guys have a thought on what it is but it's great talking to you guys tonight i'll make room for another caller uh, <laughs> uh thanks for the shout out on go out too guys thanks buddy have a thanks good brad have a good one see you brad <clears throat> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I don't think Bigfoot communicates that way. That's I, what they I always think, talked but about I don't on think that Bigfoot is real. Big... But this Wendago, like, Wendago is rooted in, like, Indian folklore where, like, you know, you know, it's like Indian burial grounds and, and there's, like, spirits that will walk around at certain times of the year and stuff like that. That shit's pretty creepy. I have your evil spirits that must walk around in the fall <laughs> and summer and like take trail cameras and like take SD cards. They're very evil spirits. They're very <laughs> evil spirits. <laughs> Terrible spirits. They Ste- steal Steven. things. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Fulton, you're live on the OKS Hunter podcast. Thanks for calling in. What do you got to share with us about mythical beasts? Well, uh, when you was listing the mythical beast, and it, it's Stefan. Stefan, thank you, Stefan. Sorry about that. Thank you. It's all good. You, it's all good. I'm used to it. Uh, actually, I haven't called in for a while. No, it's been a um, while. But uh, when you was going through the list, uh, big thing that jumped out at me was uh, Mothman. I don't know that. I don't Moss? know that one. If, Tell me more. The Mothman. Mothman is a mythical creature. Um, well, I mythical, well, I don't know what the hell you want to call it, but, um, West Virginia, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So I'm in Southeast Ohio, but, uh, Mothman is a, another, uh, creature who, um, is half moth, half man, but we're talking, you know, quite a large moth. And, um, he's known for arriving before a disaster occurs and saving people. Have I personally seen Mothman? No. Um, but you'd have to look it up. Mothman, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I'm going to look it up. We're going to look it up. These are the <laughs> things. This is a new one I have to add to the list because this is another one I've not heard of. So what is the deal with Mothman? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, everybody, there's a lot of people that have had uh, interactions with him. And I think one of the biggest stories I see is like before a bridge collapses, you know, they see Mothman and he saves individuals and things like that. So he's good. Um, he's I good. He's not evil. He's good, yes. He's not evil, but also I think he's one of those things, if I still saw it in the woods, I'd shit down my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be fair. Well, that'd be fair. funny. I peed down both legs just right now. <laughs> but uh, So Mothman's kind of the regional thing, but also there's always Bigfoot. And actually, uh, uh, again, Southeast Ohio, it's actually Salt Fork State Park. They have, uh, I guess that's like the Bigfoot, conference in the world or something like that and uh i know people have been down there and you know that's where everyone goes to find bigfoot i've not personally uh interacted with bigfoot but i do have a bigfoot story um that oh. kind of goes back yeah to hunting roots um so uh this might just be a stupid story but uh, my best friend uh when we were younger you know we would go squirrel hunting and uh as we're out and about you know your kids and it's starting to get dark later in the afternoon and you know you're getting kind of maybe a little timid being in the woods and uh i looked at him and i said what would you do if bigfoot went walking across that holler right there he said i'd pull this 38 off my leg and shoot it in the head and there you go i said who wouldn't and that's part of the reason why i think if you if there was a bigfoot there is an okayest hunter out there that would shoot it 
right. Like, do you, do you, like, do you, can you imagine, like, consider the, the world of influencers, and you'd be like, Ruger, the gun that killed Bigfoot. Done. And if it was a 38, everybody'd be going off genera- buying 38s. Generational wealth codified. You're, exactly. you're good for, like, the next fucking, like, six generations. Your family, like, you're the guys that killed Bigfoot, huh? <laughs> like... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Doyle rules, for sure. Pretty much. How many podcast invitations would you get? <laughs> All of them. He'd be on this one. It's 20 years later, and we're walking through the woods, and we go, what would you do if Bigfoot went walking through that you'd, holler right you'd there? You'd shoot and it. We always say, pull out a 38 and shoot it in the head. <laughs> you know what's interesting, though, is like a lot of people bust out their camera because they want proof and they want footage. And you know, I struggle to get my, my, the buck that I shot on camera this year because I was fumbled around because I was freaking out. So I, I, you know, it is interesting that like when something like that happens, you just can't get to your equipment fast enough. But you got to imagine the number of cell filmers, DIY, videographers, shows, cell cams, trail cams, streaming cams. At some point, we got to pick this MFR up on camera, you know, this furry being. And, and like what Brad said, it sounds like someone had picked something up on camera. But if you Google Michigan Dogman and you watch that video, it is so compelling it's not even like man-like. It's a bear that suddenly starts to charge on two legs, and it will scare the shit out of you. And if you watch it over, over and over and over again, like I did, you will start to believe there's something in the woods from 1970 that will like haunt your nightmares. It's crazy. I've it's never the reason heard of for this man. podcast tonight. <laughs> yeah. So if your kids are listening, don't let them go to bed too oh, early. Oh, I love scaring my kids. My wife thinks it's not nice, but if I. If you think don't it's great. have parental controls on your YouTube, don't let them watch the Dogman video from Michigan. Don't please, yeah, don't don't let your kids watch Dogman videos. They're they're legitimately scary as shit because they seem so real. But but again, I, I think that one was debunked. As some college kids you do some crazy shit. I don't know how they did it. I actually think that's probably bullshit. They probably didn't debunk it. They probably just said they did. If I had the technology, I'd show it on the screen right now, but clearly my computer can't handle it. So, uh, anyway. Stefan, thank you for the call. Yeah. We got to look up Mothman. It's very interesting. That's a new one I haven't that, heard of. I have not heard of that one either. So I'm glad he's I'll out there doing another the good one, work. I'll add another one to the list. There you go. Well, you have a good night, man. Thanks so much for calling in. We hey, appreciate it. See you, Stephen. Good hearing All from right. you. Bye. Thanks. Dude, this Guinness is good. Oh, my. What's it? What's the, the Guinness had used to have like these old. Guinness oh, for strength. No, no, no. Oh, my, my Guinness. What was it called? Their ad campaigns. Oh, my, my Guinness. I think it was. Yeah, I think you might be right. Did you know Guinness World, uh, the Guinness Book of World Records was created to keep people in bars longer? I think you told me that. So Guinness said, oh, people are drinking our beer, but we need to keep them in bars longer. Let's make a book of records, like world records, to keep them in the bar longer. And that's how it was born. Like, this is not a joke. This is real. This is not a mythical beast. Just like, just like uh, Michelin Tires created the Michelin restaurant uh, star rating to, keep, to get people to drive further to, like, use tires. To try restaurants. To try restaurants. Same exact thing, just different. This this extra stout. I'm glad I got the extra stout because regular Guinness I actually don't like. This is delicious. And Greg chugged his. You want to give him another one? Do you want another Guinness? No, Greg? no. I have. Uh, my goodness, my goodness. That's what it is. Yep. My goodness, my goodness. Happy St. Paddy's Day, by the way, because it's coming up this Friday. I know we're a little early, but like we're not going to record again until next week. So yeah. happy St. Paddy's Day. Woo. We're talking about mythical beings. You know, the leprechaun's probably a mythical being that no one's going to talk about, but. 
Happy to take some more calls. The number is on the screen. It's 262-757-4122. I've had like weird paranormal stuff that happened that I totally believe in, but I've not had mythical beast stuff. So the paranormal so, like, one I feel like I can't out. jump into that. Like I just I don't have it. So no, Exodus, I don't were, believe were you it. Here when the I don't Exodus have guys it. came by. Oh yeah, I, I was here. Do, do you remember beast. that story? Which one? The story where they talk about the ghosts pushing people out of trees. Yeah. That was, dude, I got goosebumps on that episode. That was freaky as shit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to switch gears. I'll talk about that, and then you tell me your shit. So basically, Exodus Trail Cam guys, they were doing whitetail cribs with Infault down the road. They're like, hey, we're in the area. We're going to stop by. Cool. We're not like Infault. We're not that cool, but we're okay. Come on by. They did a podcast with us. And uh, Chad Sylvester, the founder, one of the co-founders, an original co-founder's founder, he shared a story of like somebody hunting this big old tree in some forest and uh, he fell out of the tree, but he's like, well, I didn't fall. Someone pushed me. And when the EMT showed up to, like, help him, he said, well, I didn't. I, I fell, yeah, but, like, it felt like someone pushed me out of the tree. And then the EMT said, well, that's weird because about a year ago, someone said the same exact thing about this exact tree. Someone pushed them. And then come to find out it was an old lynching tree. Really? People used to hang people from this tree. And he told me that story. I'm still freaking out about it. Like, I'm getting, like, chills about it. It's not cool. Okay, so my eyes are watering. It's not a good thing. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah, I'm not crying. You're crying. I, got, I don't have anything in my eyes. I just got both fingers in my eyes. I, no, but, like, when eyes. you have an emotional response because you believe it's real. So then he told that story. And Chad, Chad's a, he's a big man. If you've not met Chad Sylvester in person. Chad's a mountain of a man. He's a D1 he's... fucking football player. The guy is huge. I, I saw him on, like, you know, their Instagram and their YouTube, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's buff. And then you see him in person, I'm like, holy shit, you're a fucking huge man, man. And you know, you know what he said to me? He looks at me and goes, I thought you were a lot smaller. I'm like, thanks? He's saying I'm fat? So I mean, just, I know I am. So Chad comes like, to the so studio. you see someone like that, that Yeah, burly. make sure you jack that yeah. chair up, bro. <laughs> All right, Chad. Raise that bitch up. Anyway, <laughs> so then Chad tells us a story. I'm like, that's some creepy shit. And there's a tree like that in Wyalusing that's just, you, you know, this tree's been here for like 400 years. It's terrifyingly, disgustingly ugly and creepy. And that's the tree that's a landmark. Like, you've all seen that old, old tree in the woods. You're like, whoa. You know witches were burned near here or something weird in, in the night, you know, whenever the hell they were burned. I don't know. Well, a lot of them were used, like, as almost like street signs where, mm-hmm. like, Native Americans would take and lay the branches down and they would grow more sideways and kind of point them in a direction. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, and I know of a few places out by me that there are a few oak trees like that. They're big. Is it the oak trees that grow that big and old and weird? Yeah. You, know, you saw the one in Wyalusing that I'm talking about. Cause you yeah, that was an there. oak. That was a big old, old, old That was old, a big old, old oak. And, I mean, that thing was probably as big around as this table is long. Yeah, for sure. But I have a few oak trees like that out near me and I know for a fact that you know, Native Americans inhabited my area quite a bit. You know, I'm out by Aslan. Well, like, Oconomowoc, so. like all the Pewaukee. Like, in, in grade school, we learned about Pewaukee, Lake of Shells. That's what it stands for because I mean, of the Indian culture. The bottom of my lake here. is supposed to, it was rumored here, you want to talk about paranormal shit? The pyramids in the bottom of Rock Lake. You can look <laughs> that up. about to, pyramids in the Look lake? it up. Seriously, pyramids, just Google Lake Mills, Wisconsin, pyramids, Rock Lake. <laughs> Check it out. What is this supposed to mean? What does it mean? You tell me. I don't know. It's your story. Well, it's not my <laughs> Did story. Did you learn it's about it? I learned I, about the Lake of Shells in Pewaukee. Look it up. 
Look it up. It, it has some something to do with the Native Americans. Some crazy ass shit going on tonight. We're all gonna have Dang. haunted dreams tonight. Hey, so I you want to check your drive check. home by long. <laughs> You're gonna see the Wendago. You have some more smoke wagon. You'll need a buddy to take you. <laughs> That's he's I'm not, staying he's away from that. Down. He's drinking I'm staying drop away down. from that. I think the smoke wagon's like not as alcoholic as a drop down. The smoke wagon is uh, 57.56% written in a marker. So that <laughs> written in a marker. <laughs> Look at that. An erasable marker. What's that? Wait, where does it say? 57. What is it? it? On the right, on the bottom right. 46. Oh, percent you got the That's the like heavy a Sharpie duty. marker. Yeah, this is like someone's like, no, I tested this. This is 57.56%. They don't even print it on their labels. No, it's literally written in It's Markle. a litmus test. The guy drinks it on an empty stomach, <laughs> and then he samples it and says, yep, I can talk about the Beast of Bray Road. 57.6%. That's what he's doing. Oh. Yeah, this is, I mean, Drop Time's legit. 46%, that's, we, that's we, enough. We crushed a whole bottle at this at the Iowa Deer Classic. And by we, I mean literally none of us, everyone walking by. Everybody got a taste. That was drawing people into the booth, man. I was like, oh, uh, hey, you want some bourbon? And the wives are like, fuck. <laughs> Dude, the best part was you were like, the, you was, were it, there. was yeah. it Sunday morning? Oh, yeah. So it, it was too like, early. It was like 10 30, and he's like, people are like, man, no, like nah. it's pretty dead this morning. We got it. Like, let's, let's get it going. He's like, do you think it's too early to ask people for a shot? I was like, just ask. It's a deer classic. The first guy, he's like, yeah, you know, like, it's pretty early, but like, you know, we, we were pouring shots. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I was pouring some <laughs> people's bloody man. <laughs> it was like 10 30. I was like, hey, here we go. <laughs> you ever? Yeah, I think the, if you had a uh, liter of Coke there, it'd have been fine. The liter. open season scolded us for that. Like we got a note on our our uh, table do the not day after. I'll do it feed again. The I'll animal. play dumb. You guys were too much fun. Yeah, well, neither of you are going to be at the Dells, but Matt, nope. me, and Tyler will be there. So a different crew for the Dells. But so I tell will, me your paranormal stuff, man. I will be sure me? to check in. Yeah, you said you had something. Yeah, I had a bunch of paranormal paranormal stuff from when I was a kid and then into early adulthood that like I totally believe in. Was it related to your grandparents? <clears throat> no, but it was related to my uncle. Okay. And a cremation. I believe I believe in some were you, stories were you close to your uncle? This is about no, deer hunting? I never met my uncle really? in person. Did a deer really? mount drop off the wall or something? Shut up. Just wait. All right. I'm so, guessing. Don't spoil here. it. All right, <clears> my uncle, know. my mom's a brother. His name was Roger. Um, lived in Texas. Um, he used to mail me presents for all my birthdays and stuff like that. Like, super nice guy. I had never met him. He died from a brain aneurysm when I was young, That's like so five sad. years old. Okay. But uh, he always used to mail me all the school stuff. Like, I considered him absolutely my uncle, like, even though I'd never met him. He was, like, an important guy in my life. And my mom has another sister and then two other brothers. Okay. Well, he passed away from brain aneurysm. My parents flew down there to, like, help him in the hospital. He had one aneurysm, was still living, and then had a really severe one, died. So they were down there, took care of business, whatever. He wanted to be cremated, and then he wanted to be buried with a tree, like with the roots of a tree, planted with a tree so he could grow, you know, ashes. And I love tree. that. Yep. I cool. often said, I cool want to be granted a bone and yeah. cut to the wife. <laughs> why, why leave, uh, why leave yeah. whole bodies and holes? Just yeah. Very cool idea. So my mom, had, you know, he was cremated, we had the ashes at our house in the closet, and like I used to say good night to Uncle Roger, like after he passed, like mm -hmm. I'd say good night, like to everyone, everyone in the house. Just was the thing I did when I was a mm -hmm. kid. He had bought me this Humvee toy when I was I don't know 
four or five years old. Not like a, not the H two, like a real Hummer. No, no it's like a Hummer toy. It had like the four buttons on top, the okay. engine starting, yeah, the, the vibration, you know, yeah. whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah. And uh, when I would say goodnight to Uncle Roger once in a while, the engine sound would just start up. The fuck? And it was weird, the possessed right? Kids toy box. Really weird, <laughs> dude. That shit happens around here. But it, it literally out. like got it became like almost normal. It wasn't like an everyday thing, but it was like almost normal. Well, the batteries died on it. No batteries. This thing would still do that once in a while. When where I went it, to where bed, where is it now? I don't have it anymore. I don't know where it is. Freaked out and threw it away. Because this, it all changed when we took his ashes out of the house. But that really? was like one of the things that happened. Okay. One night, my mom and her sister are talking about family stuff going down with his estate. The two brothers did not get along with the two sisters. They were trying to do some shady things. And my mom and her sister, who were closest with Roger, were arguing on the phone. Yelling, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, we hear this huge, loud noise. Hear this really fancy mirror that Roger had bought from my mom in the front hallway had fallen off the wall and broken. Eyes are watering again. Literally fallen off the wall and broken. Look at these watering. I'm not crying, but it's freaking me out. Okay? So, like, literally, we hear this huge earth, like, this super loud noise. Mom's like, oh, my God. She's on the phone with Marion. And her and Marion have always had this weird connection. They bought each other the same birthday card for, like, four years in a row. That's weird. Um, but like this mirror breaks. It's this expensive mirror that Roger had bought her as a gift. Mm-hmm. Where like she literally is like, Roger's hearing us. He's not happy with us that we're arguing. Like he's pissed. So like eventually we had planted a tree at the mausoleum where my grandparents, Roger's parents, were buried. Planted this tree. We didn't want to put the ashes in right away. Wanted to make sure the tree was going to be okay. So we waited like two years. Tree's doing great. Dig, dig up a hole, bury his ashes there. The weird stuff at home kind of stops normal. That fall, we literally go to see the tree. And it had a buck rub on it. And it had a freaking buck rub on it. Shut up! And it is right next to the freaking mausoleum. And there's like, it's open everything. No other tree has buck rubs. This tree is rubbed, and he was a deer hunter from Texas. Imagine that. And it's flipping rubbed. And we're like, oh my God. So then in college... I did a, oh my God, this is so weird. In one of my drawing classes, one of the projects, we had to buy an Etch-a-Sketch. Do you remember? Or no, sorry, not Etch-a-Sketch. Uh, Magna Doodle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you drag it around. Yep, 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 yep. We had to buy a Magna Doodle, and we had to do a drawing on a Magna Doodle, and we were going to have an art gallery of Magna Doodles. Ridiculous, right? So I'm like talking to my mom about this Magna Doodle, and she tells me a story about Roger bought me a Magna Doodle when I was a kid. I don't remember. I'm like 21 years old, whatever. I'm like, oh, really? That's cool. I'm like doing the Magna Doodle thing right now. And I draw a buck on it. Thinking about Uncle Roger that night when I went to bed. Stood up my drawing when I was done on like the little couch next to me. And I made sure the eraser thing was at the bottom so it wouldn't like erase my drawing overnight. Yeah. I set it there. I wake up in the morning, (laughs) look over, and like half of it is like up erased. And the other half is perfect. And I'm like... Is that Roger fucking with me? <laughs> like, he's done it before. And I was like, good one, Roger. Like, it was just this weird, like, it, something always, always happened. You know, something will happen tonight because we're talking about it today. Yeah. Like, yeah. something yeah. weird will happen tonight. Like, his spirit will do something. You know, it'll, it'll be interesting. Like, oh, hopefully it's good. Sketch I drew. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So, like, that, that kind of stuff definitely got it started. And then uh, when I used to work at that camp in upstate New York, I got to take the oldest kids on little like trips and tours, mm-hmm. and we went to Providence, Rhode Island. Tons of like witchcraft, ghost stories, sure. like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, early on uh, settler stuff. And we did this ghost tour uh, in Providence. 
tons of different ones. We did this ghost tour with all my students or with all the campers. And we got to this cool place and the guy's doing a great job telling us all these ghost stories. And <clears throat> me and a couple other kids, like, it's not our thing or whatever. And we're like lagging in the back. And all of a sudden, like, I hear something and I'm like, turn around. And I'm like, walk around the corner. I thought I heard like horse footsteps, like a horse galloping and like horse noises. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like a cool, like cops on horses here. It's like old school, you know, I don't know. So I'm like looking around and I don't see anything. And <clears throat> two of the other kids like come back there and like, I'm like, did you hear that? And they're like, yeah, did you hear a horse? I'm like, yeah, I heard a horse. Don't see it though. I'm like, whatever. So we walk on and literally like the next building, we walk like a hundred yards and we get up to this other building. The tour stops and the guy's like, this is the old army hospital, like where they used to like bring all the sick people, blah, blah, blah. They used to bring them in by horseback. And bring oh, them in. And, and literally, me and the two kids just look at each other and we're like, oh my God, are you kidding me? We just got like mega goosebumps. We looked around for like the horses again, nothing was there. And it was like nothing at the time was weird. But when he said it, we were just like, holy. Do you think that perhaps there was sound piped in somewhere in a speaker? No one else heard it. Out of the trees. Or were they not paying attention to it? And you, just a handful of people did. It was not sound piped in. It wasn't even like a place that they... Okay. I mean, it could be, but it would be... We got for, another caller talking about supernatural stuff. All right, cool. Bring it. We got... Uh, what looks, And I might be wrong, so I'm going to bring you on in just a second here, but Kelly Hines from Madison, Wisconsin. You're live on the OK Center podcast. What do you got for us tonight? Sorry, guys. It's Noah. Oh, hey, Noah. Sorry, I don't know why I came <laughs> up that way. <laughs> I'm looking at your caller ID, yeah, so maybe no, no uh, you know Kelly pays for your phone bill. I'm no. not sure. <laughs> yeah, that's probably exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, bud? But uh, oh, it's going great. But uh, first, I want to say thank you, guys. You know, it's it's uh, already grinding enough to get to my stand in the middle of the night. Uh, up north. <laughs> I'm talking. I, I said that earlier, and Greg was giving me shit. I'm like, hey, lions man, and tigers and bears. Oh my! We'll see how he does this season. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, you know, sticking with the ghost thing, 100% real. Well, what happened, man? I've, oh, can you talk well, about it? So, <laughs> as as a kid, like this is my one solidified ghost being real for me forever um just kind of woke up in the middle of the night one night and i'd kicked off my comforter and i look up and it's sticking over the top of my bed and you know my bed was up off the ground quite a bit so i'm like that's weird so i get up go around and it looked like something was like kneeling underneath the comforter oh my god nope 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 <laughs> Yeah, no, I noped right out of there. <laughs> this is, that's all, that's this all, is me leaving. Adios. What are we talking about That here? is such a different level of nope than my stories. <laughs> Mine were like cute and endearing. Well, hey, this is a nope. <laughs> and come back in the morning, comforter just on ground flat. <laughs> what do you make of that, man? Well, you got like a deceased relative or I, what's going on? Haunted house? What? No, that was... No, I... I have no idea. New construction. I just know ghosts are real at that point. <laughs> <laughs> done. We're done. No, I believe. No Stop trying to convince asked. me. We're not even going to read into this done. any more than what we have. All right. They're real, and terrifying. that's that. How did you ever sleep again? Do you sleep now? <laughs> I One eye open, baby. Get, I, get, oh. I would get really drunk to sleep after that. Holy shit. I don't care if I was five or not. <laughs> Give me the bourbon, mom. <laughs> 
I need it now, for my gums. As far as deer hunting goes, I set them up north and, you know, debate whether or not you want to call it the North Woods. But uh, it, it's a different feeling up there when you're trying to walk out to your stand it's in so the morning. It's so quiet, yeah. Well, it's not just quiet. It just you can feel that there's something there. At least when I'm walking out to my stand. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta deal with that shit, man. Something's <laughs> following you. Oh, someone's following me. But have you ever had an owl? Like I think it's a screeching owl, or whatever, Screech go off on you. Yep. And that almost ruined it for me last year. It was the first time that happened to me. Yeah, those owls will freak you out, man. I had one of the spots that I hunted up in the Northwoods. Um, I hunted it for a couple of years, a really good spot. But you had to walk through a cedar swamp, right? So it's like all that sphagnum moss. It's so quiet in a cedar swamp in the morning, in the dark. When there's no wind, it is the most quiet place An on elephant earth. could walk on that stuff, and they, yeah. you wouldn't hear and it. And it just, everything absorbs. Like, the cedar branches, mm-hmm. the, the le- they're not leaves, but you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. The cedar boughs, they absorb the yes. sphagnum moss. And, like, I'm creeping through as quiet as that I can. I got my little headlamp on, like, the red light. You know, I'm trying to be non-intrusive. You can't see shit, really, with a red light. And all of a sudden, I just, like, feel something over my head. And it was this little tiny owl. I don't little know what scree- it was. Screech owls are tiny. Is that what it was? They're tiny. I mean, it was like this big. And the cutest fly- can be because they, they'll land and they'll, they'll like, this. Yeah. seriously, they'll no, perch that- on a limb and flip around upside down That's and what look he did. at you. He flew right. <laughs> he went right over my head and he like landed in a tree about 10 feet uh-huh. away and like on a low branch. and right, just like, it, right in your face. Just like it scared the crap out of me. But then I see it land and it's like, oh, it's a little owl. And then he was doing like the... Yeah. Just like checking tweaking, you tweaking, out, tweaking his, like, tweaking his little head. But man, and... for like a good five seconds, there I was like, "What the?" <laughs> and owls are the quietest of the prey birds that fly. Is that you know, is that they're... worse than when a when a turkey comes out of roost and scares the shit out of you? Oh, they make a hell of a racket. They're loud, but turkeys and grouse are loud as can be. Yeah, they're loud as can be. But an owl, they take off and you barely hear them. You ever walk up on like a like a hen uh, nested up hen? turkey or like when the turkeys oh, lay yeah. in some grass yep. and they let you get like two feet away and then they take off they, running into everything yep that's that's a yeah, treat get that'll, that'll wake you up you need that coffee after all Oof. no dude that's some creepy shit man that's a yeah, whole no, new level it's bad and then uh the whole i know about the wind dingoes they're mm-hmm. supposed to be up around there you know anybody Why that's that? seen the Wendigo? it's real no i i don't think I know it's the whole, like you guys were saying earlier, it's that Native American stuff. And some of that stuff is, they had quite the imagination if it, they were thinking it up. Well, they were around a lot longer than we were, and they saw a lot more before we inhabited this continent. So there could be yeah, something to I it. Would, I would agree with that. You don't want to make the spirits unhappy. Now, what's the story? The The Wendago was like the protector of the forest, right? I don't know. I don't know the story. I think that was no, like... They're, uh, they're cannibals. Hmm. I think you're they're right. I thing. think I've seen that. It's pretty creepy is what it is. Really? You look it up and it's not okay. <laughs> Another like, don't show like, the no, kids? No, no. I'm just not going to deal with that. Like, you won't see me walking in the woods by Holy Hill. Although I have, which is creepy. I ran some trail cameras over there this year. No. Yeah, I'm sure in some more. 
no beasts over there. It's the, only place I th- it's the only place in the woods I see for the cell cam, uh, streaming cam stuff is to catch these mythical beasts on camera and see what we can do about it. Dude, thanks for the call, man. No, that's some creepy shit. Yeah, I hope that's, you can sleep okay, man. That's absolutely I know terrifying, man. <laughs> no. I will do my best here, guys. Thank you. Right, thanks, on, buddy. Thanks for thanks. calling. So we're not the only ones that believe in believe in this kind of stuff. That's that's what I kind of thought was going to happen. What do you got here, Greg? What does All it right. say? What is Wikipedia <sighs> saying about Wendigo? Wendigo. Wendigo. It's W E N D I G O. Wendigo. No, not Wendigo. It's Wendigo. When yeah, Wendigo. That sounds like a resort. I think it's like Wendigo, like creepy Wendigo. Like Winnebago. <laughs> yeah, flies. Wendigo. Mythical creature or evil. Evil spirit originating from folklore of plains and Great Lakes natives, so it is local to our area. Yeah, yeah, it's a Wisconsin thing. Malevolent spirit. Malevolent is not good. Creature no. with human like characteristics which possesses possesses human beings. Insatiable this, this- greed and hunger. This speaks to the like desire the to cannibalize. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think the natives saw this as a characteristic in people. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, hey, folks. It. It's just what it is. What are your thoughts? Do you believe? Do you not believe? If you had an encounter, send us a message, DM an email, something. We're going to maybe we'll dig this episode back up at some point and do another round two uh, when things are slow here in the studio. We're at uh, over the top of the hour, so I think we're going to call it. And call I have to, it. And I have to pee. <laughs> wow. Great call-ins tonight, too. That's good. Yeah, man. That was great. That was a fun episode. Anyway, well, we'll get some music going here. Which one do I got? Now, on that note, they're real. You're going to be haunted in the woods forever. <laughs> good luck navigating that shit. Hunter safety system takes Hunter. on a whole new meaning. <laughs> Hunter safety is more above honesty. Hey, who are you going to call? <laughs> get out of that saddle and get down on the tree. You're about to get Wendagoed. <laughs> if I saw that, I'm out. I would never hunt again. I'd be you like, might I'm not. Done. You might like not I'm have done. the choice to hunt no. again. Yeah, no. you're not, not a that cannibal. spot. <laughs> yeah, nah, we're good. All right, guys, have a good night. See you. <laughs>